pension veterans, and everyone who's ready to change their lives. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. Join your host, Marine Corps trained motivator, Christina Silva, as she connects with experts, innovators, and military heroes. Now, let's get started. Here is Christina Silva. Yeah. Oh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Christina Silva Show. Educating our veterans live is such an impromptu experience that I look forward to every week so that through the lives of trailblazers, we can uplift you and empower you and let you know that as humans, we can also rise to the occasion to dream for more as we help others in the community. So today we have an amazing family style show for you. I am a U.S. Marine, and when I was in my uniform, I became a mom while in the service, and I had to make a very important decision when I was getting ready to deploy to Somalia. I was injured, and I was also a brand new mom to an infant, and he is now 30 years old this year. I'm so grateful that both of my children understand the importance of decision-making. I chose to go with raising my son versus staying in the military for another four years. And so did our maternal guest today. And our main guest today is a man in uniform. He's going to share what it means to be a dad in the military. So we want to show you through our own testimonies, naturally, without practice, and in a very conversational way today, how the Witted family uses their testimony even while on active duty approaching retirement. It was difficult for me in uniform there, Mr. and Mrs. Woodett, to decide whether or not after a meritorious mass during seven world peacekeeping efforts to choose to give away my illustrious Marine Corps uniform instead of staying in, I chose to go with my son. So let's start with Miss Jessica Woodett. She's the mom and she was a U.S. senior airman and she served four years in her Air Force career with her husband, Gregory Woodett. Welcome to the show. Thank you, you so much. Thank you for having us. Awesome. How did you feel when you had to decide between staying in the Air Force and getting out of the Air Force? Yeah, my story is very similar to yours. I was approaching my four-year um, enlistment, and we had gotten married in 2004. So um, in 2005, we found out that we were expecting our firstborn But that same year, we both had made um, promotion to E5. And so it was the decision, am I going to accept this rank and um, continue my career? Or am I going to uh, make the decision to get out so that I could uh, be home with our new daughter? And when they made the announcement that I would be deploying, I had to make the decision on whether, and Greg was also set to deploy, and we knew that we did not want to um, give our firstborn, even though our parents were very capable and loving and would have, I knew that that wasn't um, where God had me at that moment. So I decided to finish my four years and get out so that I could stay home with our daughter That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And it's very deep and it's very much more complex than we know. And so I applaud you for sharing this story today because there are a lot of families contemplating those changes and decisions right at this moment. And in the past they have as well. And your husband is your partner and you are his pillar and together you all made a very conscious decision. But a lot of families stay in where both parents do 
deploy together. And so we just honor our military every single week. And I want to ask you, what did you do as your career in the Air Force? And then we'll move into Greg's amazing career. So while I was in the Air Force, I was in services. So I started out as a cook um, at Pope Air Force Base, North Carolina, and served in the flight kitchen for the about the first year. And then I deployed to Iraq. And when I was in Iraq for um, Operation Iraqi Freedom, I served in the fitness um, arena and I helped coordinate a lot of the special events. And we actually, it was a bear base. So we built the fitness center and we, I ran the intramural programs while I was there. I played a lot of sand volleyball. Um, of course, after the sun went down because it was much too hot during the day. But that's what I did when I was overseas. And then when I returned, I continued um, in the fitness arena. And I enjoyed that aspect of my career a lot more that felt right up my alley. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. I just watch you and your husband as a unit shine and glow when we met. We know that there is no lone mountain, that we are together as one. When we're service members, we count on our comrades and we just always remember Sempra Supra, you know, always above. (laughs) And I want to thank you for your service every week. We honor our families and individuals that are serving. There are a lot of single airmen serving out there, but I know that you knew the way to your husband's heart through cooking now and also through fitness. (laughs) I don't know about Matt (laughs) how much that translates into our kitchen in the home. I do enjoy making a good meal, but it is good. That's amazing. Well, this is so wonderful. Thank you for standing by and letting chivalry live there. Senior Master Sergeant Greg Woodett and his lovely wife, Jessica Woodett, are here today. And Greg is going to take us back to the first day that we met as a trio and why we're here today. Take it away. Yes. Uh, so um, we actually met Christina. So first off, Christina, thank you for having us on the show. Uh, and also, uh, thank you for your service. Uh, so I, I don't know how many people thank you on the show for your service, but thank you. Um, with that being said, we uh, attend Calvary Chapel Lone Mountain. And we work the hub. The hub is kind of like the information desk where people come, and that's a very small ministry. Uh, We looked at uh, getting plugged in when we first got here. Uh, As military individuals, um, when we go to a certain, when we move PCS, so permanent change of station, to um, a different base, uh, it is like it's kind of like just a natural instinct that we got to get plugged in right away. Uh, we make friends right away. So something for the church, uh, that's something that we did. We uh, we found the church, we got plugged in, and uh, now we get, as being the hub, we get to meet all these uh, amazing people. And that's where we actually met uh, you, Christina. And so uh, just found out what you did. And uh, we thought it was very amazing and what God's doing in your life. And uh, we were glad to be a part of it. So this is Thank you so incredible. Thank you, Mr. Widdett, for sharing that. You know, when you really want to get into your community and you've changed duty stations or you've moved to a new neighborhood with the cost of real estate these days, it's very important how to know how to penetrate and infiltrate in a community to do good and also to feel like you belong. So I did the same thing and went straight to the church to learn about what I could do to give back and also to find out what the needs are of others. And the more and more you do that with the community, you find that 
you mean something and you matter. So educating our veterans live is kind of the support system whereby in my camis, when I'm in uniform, I have that empathy. But as a civilian, mm. I have a duty and responsibility to give back. So you were just going at the desk and I was looking for a place to give back some of my talents and also to find great interviewees for the show. <laughs> yes. By your, your lovely family was there and I just want to compliment you and thank you for that warm welcome since then. I learned that being a, on the recon team is quite important as an ambassador. When you're out in the world, you never know, especially with social media, who's watching. So let's talk about who's watching today there, Mr. Whitted. You are approaching 20 years and 16 days of Air Force service. And you shared that with me, that you're in the transitional period of your retirement. And this is the very, very demonstration of clean writing style we look forward to every week. With your life testimonial today, we're going to see the emotions you feel about that day approaching. Ooh. Huge momentous occasion. Uh, I, you know, when I look back uh, and then even as I watch other people transition, they say, oh, it goes by fast. It goes by fast. And it could be one of those days where uh, it's a long day. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, hopefully mine goes by fast, too. But looking back, uh, I I, I would say that they're right. It does go by fast. Um, my wife, she brings up, uh, you know, the first duty station, and that's where we met. And, you know, talking about the decision that we made about uh, for her to get out after our first child, I felt like that was yesterday. But, you know, I look at my daughter, and she's 15. So that, it went by fast. So with that being said, um, I came in as a pavements and equipment operator, uh, so a big G.I. Joe that played with big Tonka toys, and uh, I knew nothing about it, um, but I will tell you what, I was very blessed to be in that job uh, because uh, I, I love being outside, and as I continued on into the service, I was exposed to a bunch of different things, uh, one being uh, I found out that I had a heart, like a heart for instructing people. Um, I was uh, non-involved for an instructor position for my uh, career field as a payments and equipment operator and absolutely loved it. So you're taking somebody who has no capability or no competency and building those capabilities on them. And I thought it was uh, just amazing. Uh, and then from there, um, the way that God works, like looking back on my career, I, be, I was a uh, strategic war planner for the Pacific Air Force, which uh, is uh, oversees 53% of uh, military operations spanning over 60% of the, the globe. And to be in that situation, that position, uh, I was very blessed. Um, and then uh, now uh, moving to uh, Nellis Air Force Base as the operations superintendent, uh, where uh, the expiration date to the uniform has come to an end. Um, very blessed for uh, just the opportunity to serve um, with uh, all my brothers and sisters. And, uh, you know, and I uh, pray for those that are still serving. If uh, you are making the decision on getting out, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, after your first uh, enlistment or if you decide to go out for the, for the, the long haul, um, you know, I, I would say that there's many that have gone before you, and so you're not alone. So when you talk about uh, emotions, uh, so the conversations at our dinner table, right, it is 
what does that next chapter look like? And um, the best advice I can give somebody as they're making that next step is to just make sure that you're prepared um, as you continue to go to the right. Uh, so when that day does come and the expiration date is there, then that uh, you're ready. Um, and that, 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 that would be the best advice I give. But my emotions for it, uh, uh, happy, sad, anxious, um, uh, the Bible tells us not to worry, <laughs> not to be anxious either. Uh, so, uh, but I will tell you, human nature, right? Those uh, those thoughts do come in. But knowing that uh, I have, uh, you know, a heavenly Father that will take care of me and us, uh, then I'm good. Most definitely. Well, serving from the heart, we all have that inner compass where we know right from wrong and good from bad. And we also know the spirit of goodness and the spirit of evil exist. But when you're in that right place of calibration, you can earn such awards as you have over a 20-year career. Thank you so much. From Airman Leadership Award School to the Fort Leonard Wood Post Instructor of the Year to the Forrest Vossler Commandant Award. I looked it up and a Medal of Honor Air Force servant, Forrest Fossler, fathered this award. Tell us how you felt when you received that Forrest Fossler Award in 2013. So that was for Airman Leadership School. And uh, as we're, um, I think that solidified that uh, the natural tact of leading individuals, uh, uh, very grateful and uh, blessed to receive that award because it's not just a recognition from uh, the schoolhouse, but it was also a recognition from your peers. Uh, so your peers also got to vote for you. So they saw me as a leader and uh, I was very, uh, just very grateful for that uh, and very humble for that, uh, that award. Yes, and it's so true when you look back on your military service career, the Air Force and all of our branches of the military, it has a way of validating who you are and flourishing the talents that are within. And when someone else can look from the outside in and tell you and validate who you are, then you can follow that pathway into a career during the service, just like Miss. Jessica has shared she was a cook at first, but then she parlayed into fitness. And just like yourself from civil engineering, you can take those traits of that job and leading over 15,000 at your present experience into the civilian world. Am I correct? That is correct. Even with Jessica's short stint, uh, I, I will brag on her. She, she has a lot of accolades just within that short stint. And uh, I tell you, um, she was a superstar. Uh, a lot of people just on our first duty station, they knew who she was. You said her name, they knew who she was. So, Most uh, definitely. Also, <laughs> as husband and wife, two airmen together complement each other's strengths and weaknesses as a pair. Or is there healthy competition in the ranks? Oh, uh, well. Well, it depends on if we're playing pickleball. Or ping pong. <laughs> uh, so just a really quick story, how we first met. Uh, we met at our first duty station. Um, fast forward, just uh, so I, I was actually doing laundry, but uh, um, later on that night, I was actually in the day room, which is a common area uh, within the dorms, the barracks, and uh, they had a ping pong table. 
and I was playing another individual in ping pong, and I, I, I found myself very well, uh, or to be good, and uh, uh, Jessica, she said, can I have next? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And here I am, shame on me, I'm, you know, I'm taking it easy on her. And then uh, what I found out is like, the ball came back over the net. And then so I was like, okay, I did it again, the ball came back over the net. And I kept doing it harder and harder, faster and faster, and the ball kept coming back. Wow. And lo and behold, she beat me. So when you talk about healthy competition, uh, Jessica doesn't hold back. So <laughs> it's, it's good. Jessica. I like to win. She's good. <laughs> Jessica <laughs> and Greg Whittett will also want to thank our U.S. Marines, the first women of Lima Company, 53, graduated with the first co-ed boot camp. That is the Marine Corps Recruit Depot, that is. The Marine Corps absolutely, absolutely. co-ed female Marines who in several categories out-competed and performed the male Marines. We are all one in uniform wow. and bleed the same blood. God bless our Marines, our soldiers, which is U.S. Army birthday June 2021, and our sailors, our coasties, our Space Force, and airmen, right? Amen. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. To serve. Yes, so there is equality in the ranks, and you never know what we can all do when we believe. And so let's move into your next award that I want to emphasize, and that is being Pacific Air Force Team of the Year, because there is no I in team. So, Senior Master Sergeant Wittett, tell us about your team and why, over the years, two or three highlights on teams that you've worked in paved the way to your success as that leader and educator you love to be. Uh, yes. Uh, so, with regards to my team, so the Pacific Air Force team, so it was comprised of about 20 individuals. Um, and I would tell you, each individual brings something different to the team. And I, I can't stress that enough. How, how important diversity is uh, and what people bring to the table. Now, we all share the same name, okay? And that's called us now, but we all have different names. And that's what we have to remember is because people come from different backgrounds and stuff and people have different strengths and weaknesses. And it's about taking those strengths and finding, identifying those strengths and bringing those to the table. Uh, but not to uh, negate the the weaknesses as well, because I believe that people's weaknesses, uh, if shown, um, that people can also build on those and eventually make them their strengths, being a well-rounded individual. So these individuals that I've worked with, superstars and rock stars, that's all I can say, um, is that everybody brought something to the table. And Great. so, yeah, there was no I in team on that award. Uh, or multiple awards for the the team. The, those the, those were rock stars right there. Incredible. And when it comes to leading, there's a measure of discipline and also a weight and balance of accomplishment with merit and motivation and empowerment that you have to give to your airmen in order for them to grow. So tell me about your personal technique and strategy you use when you're leading, when you have to either discipline or admonish one of your airmen oh, or you have to celebrate them? Yeah. 
So uh, I, I'm not a person who holds back. If somebody needs correction, uh, they get correction. Uh, people, uh, leadership 101 is worry over image and people worry about their uh, image versus what should be done um, the right way. And so with that being said, they actually hold back from correction and saying, well, they, they worry about what, what the airman's thinking. And I say airman as in as relating to the Air Force uh, here. But uh, I say uh, the best thing that you can do for your troops is to correct them. Now, there's different ways, obviously, to correct, just like you would a child, um, that uh, you could, uh, there's, I, I believe in praise, praise in public and correct in private. Uh, and that will make that individual a, a, a better person. And they know that at the end of the day that you're just doing your job. And so uh, that, that's, to me, it, using that technique along with authenticity, um, because I also make mistakes and uh, I'm upfront with them about that. Uh, but uh, uh, I also believe that uh, something that I just read uh, recently that uh, a student is ready, uh, when the student is ready, a teacher will appear. And so uh, I make them ready. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> well, I would even interject and say that this is one of Greg's great strengths is his ability to see a problem, identify it, and be able to go to the person and speak directly, but he does it in such a way that the person, even though they were corrected, they feel encouraged and motivated to move forward towards the goal. And so Greg really does lead well in that area. And I think it is his humility because he's also willing to admit his own mistakes when he, when he does make them, but he also is able to come alongside people and he makes sure to, you know, lend a hand to help them to get to where they need to be. So um, that is something I really admire about my husband. Oh, thank you. Most definitely. Well, it took him 20 years to also become another leader in his award that is the most recent award, which is in 2020, becoming the Pacific Air Force Senior Non-Commissioned Officer of the Year. And what Miss Jessica has just attested is that it takes intrapersonal skills and also the conviction and transparency and compassion to be a great leader. You have to be a follower and a leader, right, Miss Jessica? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Greg does a good job. He's always, um, I think he respects leadership. He, ex he respects the chain of command. Um, and he's always utilized that he doesn't jump he doesn't make the jump. And then at the same time, he instills that same, um, you know, when he's leading up those that are coming behind him, I think he models what that looks like. And so people, Greg doesn't have to talk so much, even though he can talk, he can be a chatty Kathy, but I think he, it's his actions that, that, that model how to both follow and listen to the commands that are coming down. And also he leads the troops in such a way that they, they do want to follow him. Great. Thank you for sharing that. 
This show is truly a great example of the world looking in, us looking out and also being introspective to ourselves to want to be better. And that's what the military overall does. It makes you a better party as a team and also as an individual, also in uniform and as civilians. When you come home and take off your uniform, you're still communicating. So let's talk about body language with the troops when you're leading and you get to work one morning, Zero Dark Thirty there, Senior Master Sergeant Whittet, you notice one of your troops is not up to par that day. What do you do by correcting in private and to find out about instilling the total comprehensive airman fitness plan with one of your troops? First thing is about identifying. So the Air Force came out with this concept, the, the comprehensive airman fitness um, assessment. So at first there's an assessment there, but uh, the physical, spiritual, mental, and social. But uh, one key word I want to hone in on here is uh, balance. So to have an equal balance. So First, it, when I say identification, so if I'm identifying that this person's not up to par or uh, not their regular selves, uh, this program that the Air Force has, um, it actually hits home for me is because um, uh, one of the key other keywords that comes to play is resiliency. When we foster an environment of or a culture that of readiness, then it's very easy to identify if something's wrong. So. One thing that I said that hits home for me is uh, that October 6, 2006, I lost my brother to suicide. And I know that uh, in 2011, this program rolled out. Um, and so when I first heard of this program, I was very um, analytical towards the program. The concept uh, is because I said, how can a program help an individual? And uh Further going into the program, it wasn't about helping the individual. It was about increasing awareness for peers and supervisors to identify, just as you mentioned about that individual, is that I am identifying this individual who's not themselves. Uh, so when you talk about correct and private or something, this is, you know, you're not throwing a book at somebody because they're not normal. You're pulling them to the side because you care. And uh, right there, if they're the body language, if the, the, the physical readiness of them, and I guess that's, that's a part of that program, but physical readiness is also, uh, you know, like being ready, fit to fight type deal. Um, but the body language that comes off the individual, I'm able to identify, hey, there's something wrong. This person, normally they're spunky. They don't have a pep in their step. Uh, especially when I'm talking about my rock stars and the superstars that, uh, you know, that I work with every day, you get to know them. And as a leader, that is your job. Um, you get to know them. So that's one of the first things that I see. But uh, when I look at this program at first, like I said, I was very analytical. Hey, it's not going to work. Uh, I actually became a resiliency trainer Um just so I can go ahead and get the information out there because I know, sadly to say, when the information was first coming out, a lot of people were saying, oh, another program, you know, another thing. What is this? What is this about? And the way that uh, the scenarios were played off, um, you know, like uh, what is wrong with people? And you sit there, you sit there quiet um, listening to people and their reasoning and they said well that's selfish you know if somebody decides to take their own life uh but rather than maybe changing the lens and saying okay what got them to this point 
where they took their own life, uh, where they made that decision. And then what can we do as peers and leaders to, uh, uh, well, I, I don't want to say mitigate, I want to say eliminate, um, because I don't want that to happen to anybody. So this, uh, yeah, this program definitely hits home uh, for me uh, with just losing my younger brother. He wasn't in the service, but uh, like I said, looking at that, uh, the, the kind of, well, really the same thing within the service, just losing brothers and sisters to uh, suicide and stuff. Wow. I know we weren't really going down the suicide route, but however, I know that this program definitely hits home with that. Wow. Uh, wow, wow. Yeah. So um, for the program itself, though, uh, the, the, the CAF, we'll call it, the Comprehensive Airman Fitness, uh, this is actually something that we actually practice in our own house. Uh, we, we we try to, and I wish I could pull my kids in and we could talk about the, the, the physical, spiritual, mental, and social is because uh, I want my kids to be able to have a physical plan so they can be physically fit. Uh, because when you are working out, it releases endorphins, which then have second and third order effects into those other facets that we mentioned the spiritual i mean i can't tell you enough uh you know how important it is uh definitely to have a spiritual side now i know the program is not uh when we talk about spiritual it doesn't just talk about religion Uh, i say religion but relationship but I've heard people say, wherever you find your Zen, and they say yoga and stuff. But when we talk about diversity, I say, okay, the spiritual readiness side of that is for my relationship is about reading the word of God and being surrounded with other Christians and especially my family and stuff and how that pours into the other ones, the mental and the social well, Senior Master Sergeant Widdit and Miss Jessica, I had the pleasure of meeting both of your children, and it would be more than my honor to have them join us in the second half of the show to give a full family reflection of greatness, where we rely upon not only the CAF, Comprehensive Airman Fitness Plan, but we rely on our spiritual side of that pillar where the domain of hope exists. And I'm so thankful that this show from the beginning has clean writing style where the essence of our show is spiritually resilient, that we rely upon God to help us get through the most difficult times and It's always in every episode, I promise, that the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit comes and changes the direction of what we are to impart. So if you're listening to The Christina Silva Show and you can relate to Jessica Wittett and Gregory Wittett's testimony in uniform and outside of uniform, we combat the spirit of suicide and we also open up a platform for you to call if you need help. Absolutely. And if you want to learn how to identify the traits of someone that isn't themselves, we can help you. And so can the VA. So at this time, I'd like to disclose the number to the VA crisis hotline. And that is 800-273-8255. And guess what? There's a Calvary Chapel near you as well. And the Air Force is very big on 
non-denominational chaplaincy. So check out your base. The chaplain is always available and so is our first sergeant. But today's senior master sergeant, Gregory Whittett, and his family will be sharing in the second half more about identification on family fitness, one of my favorite things. You're listening to Educating Our Veterans Live. We'll take a break with our thoughts to the brother of Greg Whittett in heaven and more resolve right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Paco's Tacos and Grill is conveniently located adjacent to the Strip and Nellis Air Force Base. Paco's Tacos and Grill's specialties are in catering for your next event. Choose Paco's Tacos and Grill at 3438 East Sahara Avenue, Suite 185 in Las Vegas. Burritos, tacos, platters, and more. Ask for Paco and dial 702-654-3193. That's 702-654-3193. Join our call to action and meet CRS, your host of the Christina Silva Show. Educating our veterans live is a community responsibility, and we'd like to thank our sponsors for their dedication and compassion for U.S. military troops and their families. Educating our veterans live with CRS, the founder of Cami's Two Civvies, mental health awareness, housing, employment, and higher education resources to the forefront. Tune in to the Christina Silva Show on the Voice America Variety Channel. We transform, adapt, and overcome from Cami's Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to The Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. If you'd like to call in during our live show, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. For more information about the show, email crsprods at gmail.com. That's crsprods at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Well, everyone, we have the Wittet family from our United States Air Force joining us today. We have a perspective from the veteran side of the house, the female side of the house, the male side of the house, and the leadership in uniform side of the house. We have talked about some of the most difficult topics that not only get swept under the rug, but that don't hit the airwaves of Voice America Live. And Mm -hmm. I am so grateful for the role that I have. And I was sharing with the guests over the break how important it is to know your purpose. And that purpose and calling on your life is sometimes the unknown until you come to a point of a breaking point. And we were talking with our guest, Senior Master Sergeant Gregory Woodett, after he shared some news with us live about identifying the traits of someone who is not themselves on a certain day. But we have mm-hmm. Mrs. Woodett also on the line who is serving in her community, and we can notice it in anyone, starting with our families and our children. So let's pick up where we left off there, Senior Master Sergeant Greg Rewitted. And tell the world about how you can notice serving as parents from the military that your kids miss you or they need something from you 
over the last year while they're schooling during the pandemic? Mm. So uh, with, I, I think with every uh, child, every child has a different uh, um, uh, character. And so with my children, and you're talking about with, with needs or uh, the longing for attention or um, uh, just missing, uh, missing us or missing individuals. So my kids, uh, they're uh, 15 and 13. So one thing that they're obviously they're they're able to go ahead and communicate with us. Uh, and if they're not communicating and, you know, we talked about those tendencies where we're able to go ahead and pick up on uh, as leaders, but also as parents, knowing uh, our children, um, if they seem distant or it, like my son, he, he would have a tendency to either shut down or lash out. Um, if he was, uh, missing me or if he was if there was like some type of depression or in need of a friend uh but uh it, we do a really good job about communicating about what we want and need and we're able to uh you know we we try our best especially during the pandemic time too i know that there was a lull moment uh for probably everybody just to say man you know we got to get out. We got to do everything. And we're outdoorsy people and we try to push as much as we can. So we do, uh, we do find ways. And I would say even with the church, the church has been a blessing because the doors have always been open and uh, it uh, provides an area for uh, our kids uh, uh, for them to go and be with their friends and stuff. But uh yeah, um, so that, that's what I have. I mean, I would just add on to that. I mean, as a homemaker and a homeschool mom, we homeschooled for eight years. I, It has been a blessing for our family in the military that I've been able to stay home, and it has been foundational to provide um, stability when we've made so many different moves and then when there's been deployments or um, you know, different tours where like Greg was gone for a year. So, mm. you know, this past year we actually moved to Las Vegas, March 26. So that was right when everything shut down. So, I mean, it was even a miracle that we were able to finish our PCS during that time. Um, so we arrived in Vegas without any, um, social network because everything was really closed down and I was thankful for all of the years leading up to that moment that prepared us as a family to be able to sustain that little bit of isolation and as Greg said like we all kind of had moments for like man we miss people we miss being with in a fellowship we miss you know even the Air Force community you know I felt disconnected he was going to work but the kids and I hadn't yet been able to establish a community ourselves. And so we did have one another and we were just really pretty open about, Hey, like we got to talk to each other because this is all we got right now. And then on top of that, I mean, we talked earlier about the social, um, mental, physical and spiritual readiness. And like, that's something that we did in our own homes. So sometimes social was like, Hey, everybody stop. Let's play a, play a board game let's play a card game playing a lot of board you know let's cook a meal together let's you know 
you know, listen to music, whether it's dancing in the house, like finding ways that we are connecting and continuing to build that relationship so that they, you know, the kids know that they can come to us and it's okay to feel sad because a lot of things last year were sad. And so just be real with our emotions with one another to be able to pray through those things. And like Greg said, being able to get into a church and be able to start to build a community. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was absolutely God provided in that moment because that was just what we needed. Most definitely. Well, we had Liberty when I was in the military. I remember I would look forward to the four-day weekends and the 72s and this and that. And so we had a year of trying to find something to do. And that physical part of being active is what keeps you alive. And we were talking about the breaking point that can happen to any of us susceptible to thoughts of ending it all or being depressed um, to overcome in the last year, it has affected the globe as a whole. So share Mm -hmm. with me some of the things that you all did as a family activity wise, like paragliding maybe. Okay. No. Well, uh, first off as a family, um, we're outdoorsy. We like, we like hiking and stuff. Uh, But uh, yes. So as uh, paragliding, Paragliding, um, powered paragliding. So if you don't know what that is, so the people listening don't know what that is, uh, it's a, where you have a fixed wing uh, above you. So like very similar to a parachute. And then you have a motor on your back. Uh, so that uh, is 24, 25 horsepower motor on your back. And then it kind of thrusts you forward and it also helps you ascend. And so it's like sitting in a lawn chair, uh, and it could be thousands of feet in the air. I could go up to 18,000 feet if I wanted to, but that would require oxygen. Uh, I don't think I'm quite there yet. Uh, but my wife, uh, she uh, I've been watching this thing on YouTube probably for the last 10 years, um, if that's long. Yeah, I think YouTube's been out that long. But uh, uh, really expressed an interest in this. My wife surprised me for my birthday. When he says expressed an interest, it means everywhere we ever went – he would say, this is really great, but can you imagine how amazing it would be if I was paragliding? And I'd be like, I know, babe, I know. So finally, this last year, so dreams are yeah, happening. That's right. In, so in November, my wife surprised me for my birthday uh, with a trip to Illinois um, during the pandemic, all this stuff. Uh, so, and... Uh, I was able to learn how to power paraglide. I did uh, uh, that with uh, Mike Mixer. He does fly PPG out there in Fowler, Illinois, and taught me how to fly. And then uh, I recently received my equipment and stuff. So I got 38 flights in. Um, Wow. Yeah, well, it's great, but there's also a couple crashes too. That's why it's an extreme sport. Onto the pavement, uh, I mean, in the grass. Yeah, and rocks. Uh, <laughs> but I will tell you, it's uh, it's very rewarding. It's fun. Uh, I know uh, if anybody has a desire to do it, you know, I would love to talk to you about that. Uh, but uh, it's it's amazing to go up in the air, bird's eye view, see all of God's attributes uh, that He has created, and. Uh, there's so many different like analogies that I could use uh, just even with regards to uh, our problems and stuff and the way that God views them, you know, looking down there like minute 
and you know and they're so big to us but uh like it's just an amazing feeling being up there and very for me it's very therapeutic some people they're scared of heights and they're probably like hey not me that's not my cup of tea but when he uh, says some people what he was referring <laughs> to was his wife uh, i'll get her up there i'll get her up there <laughs> this is so great well you've got a witness in your family about military life you have your dependents you know where to turn with your faith and all the pillars are in action with balance in your life but i know you amen difficult times too. And the chief way that you overcome is through that purpose. So as your retirement approaches, you've already done some planning in the education, employment, housing, and health arena. Do you think you'll stay nearby your last duty station or will you go home towards the snow? So actually the the, the plan right now is to go ahead and stay here at least until the children are, are out of school. However, um, I, I will tell employers out there that uh, I, I am open for relocation. So please. <laughs> um, so that's it. Yeah, that's something that we're definitely praying about. You know, uh, my wife, she actually had an interview today uh, for a job uh, here locally. Nice. So we're is huge transitions for yes, for for us. Um, last year during the pandemic, I finished my master's. My wife this year finished her master's, so no schooling for the first time in, uh, well, since we've been married. I think our entire life. (laughs) That's incredible. Do you have the VA to thank for your education? We do have the VA to thank for our education. Absolutely. Educating at the Calvary Chapel Vacation Bible School. Tell us more. (laughs) Yeah, I have the great blessing of being able to teach science for the VBS. I think we have about 330 kids, I think I heard, coming in every day. And they're a joy to get to hear all that they know. The whole theme is um, Mystery Island. So we've been learning about volcanoes and we've been learning just about what... Um, actually, we've been learning about what the attributes of God are and how he is holy and he is um, that he is truth. He is the way. So all week has just been about pointing to Christ and how he is um, the great mystery that is right there waiting for us to discover him. So it's been really fun. Yes, there are so many ways to, again, get out of that feeling of loneliness, and we all get it sometimes mm-hmm. where we look at ourselves and wonder what is our calling or purpose, what is our next chapter, what's happening after retirement, but when we focus on the spiritual and we have questions about that, we can listen to an archive with Pastor Jimmy, who's the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Lone Mountain. He served in our U.S. Navy, and he knows more about science than anything to combat some of the different beliefs there may be. And if you're listening, this is not a Bible-thumping invitation for you to join us at the church. This is just to say, start looking inside yourself and find out about your desires of who you really are, not what someone else wants you to be, not what you think about yourself. Just getting quiet to yourself and finding out what you truly love to do for over 10 years just like Senior Master Sergeant Wittet. His wife knew that and believed in him, made it a surprise, and who knows, maybe he'll be taking some veterans on Freedom Fest and adding paragliding to our wonderful event. Uh, on the 25th, amen. this Friday, from our Camis to Civis, we're proud to support a military on-base 
Nellis Eccentric Freedom Fest. Over the years, our fitness expert, Ms. Jessica Wittett and Gregory Wittett, are familiar with the demands on the physical body, the mental body of being an airman ready to deploy at any time. So we're just happy to promote you getting involved in the community and maybe finding out about your own talents. And that is what Educating Our Veterans Live is all about. So as we get a closing statement from our leader, Senior Master Sergeant, Gregory Wittett and Ms. Jessica Wittett, let's give the world a call to action in the community, what we think that military members and their dependents can do to rise up and get a new chapter started in their life. Mr. and Mrs. Wittett are going to be live at 7 p.m. communing with me after the show to talk about that faith live in the community, and their call has left us with the way to plan and study towards retirement, and we learned the most important thing today is to be aware about those around you, what they may be going through. Guess what, fans? Your own testimony can light up someone's world, not put them on the spot about what's wrong with them, but your story can tell someone else that there is purpose, there is hope, and there are resources available. One thing about paragliding that I know is that it's similar to motorcycling. So when I was listening to Senior Master Sergeant Woodett tell us about his love for paragliding and wanting it for so long and investigating it on YouTube as his new hobby and potential place to teach others about freedom in the elements, I can relate it to touring on my motorcycle. It's where I can get out away from the noise of the day, from traffic, from work, um, from clients and whatever is troubling me. There's something about the wind the waves, the mountains, the landscape, the sky that is truly cleansing. And this has just been a great show. So every show, we want to leave you with an inspiring set of tips and experiences from our guests so that you can begin to dream. And that's what saves me a lot of the times. I will start to dream and make goal setting part of my week. And as your host, Christina Silva, we just open up our lives to help you see that we're all alike in our skin and in our thoughts. So I have this big whiteboard and I just write down on it my goals. I simplify it down to the day, then to the week, then to the month, and then to the annual view. And then on the right side of the whiteboard, I will add what I think are the assets I already have towards that goal. And then I can see that I'm actually making progress and I'm not so hard on myself. So my next goal, along with motorcycling, is to skydive or paraglide. And joining us again is Senior Master Sergeant Woodett to tell us about his very first experience in preparing for the trip during the pandemic. He gets there. Okay, your family's watching. You're getting the motor on your back and you're leaving us with the last tips about Dispelling fear, trusting in the plan, your 10 years of YouTube, and you're about to paraglide. What went through your mind there, Senior Master? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, actually, the crazy thing was when I took my first launch, uh, I was a person who said, oh, I can learn from YouTube. I can do this myself. Uh, I don't need to pay somebody to go ahead and do this. His wife knows better. Yes. (laughs) But I'll tell you what. Uh, I think so my first launch um, when I was in the air I was about 300 feet up right so not too bad but 300 feet up I was scared I just thought I had that 
little pucker effect, and I, I was clenching on to the brake toggles. Um, the, I, I got Mike Mixer, the instructor, in my ear, and he's saying, relax, relax, congratulations, you made your first flight. I, I'm like, oh, man, I, I got to land this thing. I'm going to die. You know, I can't believe I was going to do this all by myself. Uh, so very blessed and grateful that I was able to uh, get that training. Uh, so I knew exactly what to do. Uh, and I will tell you, after that first one, I mean, I was hooked. And I just Amazing. kept loosening up kept going higher, kept going further. Uh, it was amazing. And so. what did you let go in the wind as we closed this episode of the Christina Silva show? What inside yourself did you need to release while you were just paragliding down to the land? Did you uh, think about thoughts and just let things go? Did you have any chance to think about anything? No, 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 absolutely. Like I said, it, um, with the instructor in my ear, okay? And I can use God as the same way. While having the instructor in your ear telling you exactly what you need to do, that was enough comfort for me to go ahead and peacefully land. So as we talk today about our relationship, how we came to be, our military, the struggles that we had, we talked about my brother, we talked about the the Airman Comprehensive Fitness Assessment with the physical, the spiritual the emotional and the social and how we apply that to our lives. God says, I got you. Okay. And he gives us peace. He's the one who gives us hope. And that right there by having the instructor in your ear, that is the way it is. And that's exactly how it is when it comes to just like I told you, when the student is ready, the instructor is there. Amen to that. Well, fans, we have our U.S. senior airman, Jessica Wittet, now veteran and leader in the community, mom and supporter to our guest, Senior Master Sergeant Gregory Wittet, a true testimony of what it means to have clean riding style. Look to the heavens and know that our father has got you and God bless America and all the American troops serving. We'll be back with another episode, but remember, our archives are live and this episode is worth a re-listen so that you know nothing is impossible with God. Matthew 17, 20. We'll be back next week, same time. And this show is brought to you by Red Robin, our sponsor of the Freedom Fest at Nellis Air Force Base. Peace out and blessings. And we'll be back next week with more of the Christina Silva Show. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Christina Silva Show. Be sure to check back for new episodes every Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon and Semper Fi. Ooh, ooh.